Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN 2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider joins us now. Mike, great to have you. The Raiders with a thrilling overtime win on Monday Night Football. Derek Carr delivered a great comeback in a game I really thought it was important for the Raiders to not just compete but to win. He has said that Derek Carr is elite, and now he leads the NFL in passing yards through week one. This is Keyshawn J. Willemack presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to bring you, uh, Mike, into this conversation on the Goodyear Hotline. But first, Key, what did you see in Carr last night? Well, I, I, first of all, I thought he played well, especially down the stretch. Uh, early in the game, he had, you know, some throws were a little bit behind, but catchable. Uh, a couple drop balls. Waller tried to make a one-hand catch when he should have caught it with two. That incompletion goes to Derek Carr. But I thought overall, he played an excellent game. He gave them a chance to win, which they did. You look late in the game in overtime, that interception, not on Carr. Ball went through the hands of the receiver as if he had a hole in his hands. I, I like Carr. I've always liked Carr. I am not like everybody else. I don't follow the hype. I see and evaluate talent with my eyes because I do think I know a little bit about quarterbacks. Jay, what was your uh, impression last night of last night's game? I think Baltimore's in trouble. I, I, Baltimore actually had a legit chance to win that game. They should have won that game. But with all the pieces that they're missing, issues at the right tackle, I mean, watching Carl Nassib, I mean, he came through so many times, and that's when he punched the ball out for Lamar Jackson. I, I think there are issues even with their secondary. I, it's going to be a long year if Lamar Jackson has to carry that type of load each and every game. Now, Mike Tenenbaum, I, I got to tell you, my big takeaway, I, I look at quarterback-coach combinations, and I see the, those that compete year in and year out, and Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson to me is that kind of combination. I know the Ravens will be competitive. I know they'll be right there at the end in the mix. I don't know about that. I don't know that about the Raiders. And I thought christening with fans, your new stadium against a team like the Raiders, Gruden and Derek Carr had to come through in a game like that, and they did. Your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, well, starting with the Raiders, I thought, look, Derek Carr played really well. I agree with Key. You know, they've invested a lot between Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs. They, they should be able to move the ball on offense. I'm still concerned about that offensive line. They go to Pittsburgh next week, and I'm really curious to see losing three stars, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown, going on the road to Pittsburgh. How can they hold up? Because if he can be protected, Derek Carr can move the ball. I totally agree with Key from that standpoint. I actually also agree with Jay Will. Here's my concern about Baltimore. I worked with Rex Ryan for a number of years. Defensively, what Baltimore wants to do is they want to change the math. If you're blocking six, they're going to sign seven. If you're uh, blocking seven, they're going to send eight. And Don Martindale, their defensive coordinator, is very aggressive. Not only did they lose all those running back guys, they lost Marcus Peters, a man-to-man corner. So I'm concerned that over the course of the season, that Raven secondary could get exposed. So I'm cautiously optimistic about the Raiders, if they can protect Carr, and I'm worried about the secondary of the Ravens. You've been in this position before, Mike, as a general manager, when a team needs a win so desperately, to, to give them some sort of hope over the season. What does this win do for the Raiders in terms of giving them that momentum or that, you know, cachet to, as they tr- head toward making a playoff push? 
Yeah, key. Make no mistake about it. That was a huge win. National TV, christening a new stadium. You know, still concerns about their defense. They put in so many resources into it. They signed Yannick Ngakwe over the last couple of years, Clean and Ferrell, Jonathan Abram, first-round picks. And Baltimore was still able to move the ball despite having, you know, lost three running backs. So if I'm the Raiders, I think I can move the ball, but I'm still concerned about that defense. I thought they made enough plays, but let's face it, they're going to go on the road against Pittsburgh. We'll see how they do against Ben Roethlisberger. So if I'm John Gruden, I'm almost relieved that I won that game. But when you try to address something from a GM perspective, a roster-building standpoint, like they put so much into their defense and Baltimore was able to move the ball the way they were, it would still be a big concern. Mike, if you're the Washington football team, obviously you lose Ryan Fitzpatrick for six to eight weeks. Uh, Taylor Heineke is there. What do you do at the quarterback position? Is this position an opportunity for Cam Newton, even though Ron Rivera, I know, shut that down early? Yeah, 100%, Jay. Well, I sign Cam Newton right now. He's not vaccinated. There's a lot more protocols to get him on the field. There's 16 more games to go. They have a good football team. Go sign Cam Newton. Get him into your system. Make sure that he's eligible to play. Taylor Heinke is a good player. If you go back last year in the playoffs, he played really well against a really good Buccaneer defense. So give them credit for having Heinke. But I would absolutely go sign Cam Newton. He could help you in a meaningful way over the course of the next 16 games. And I was candidly a little bit surprised about what Ron Rivera said yesterday. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Um, Mike, listen to Chris Mortensen, our ES, another ESPN NFL insider, on uh, what the Washington football team won't do at quarterback. I know people are going to ask, what about Cam Newton? Went to the Super Bowl with Ron Rivera. The answer is, and this is not from Ron Rivera, is that's not going to happen. They passed up two chances to sign with Cam, and uh, there's no indication they will go in that direction. Mike, it, it begs the question, why do you think – this is speculation, but why wouldn't they take Cam? As he said, he's had a couple of passes at him. They have a team that's ready to win. Cam not only has been to a Super Bowl with Rivera, but when last healthy in a system he knew with Rivera, he was 6-2, and two and they were winning. Why do you think there seems to be this lack of interest there? Max, it's a great question. I would, again, go sign. Unfortunately, I have history. We lost Ryan Tannehill late in the preseason to a non-contact play, ACL injury, and we had to go recruit Jay Cutler out of the Fox broadcasting booth. It's hard to find good quarterbacks, so I don't know if things ended on bad terms. I don't know if it's the vaccination issue. I would just be speculating here, but from a football standpoint, a scheme standpoint, a depth chart standpoint, it's an absolute no-brainer. So maybe they'll talk, maybe they'll reconcile things. I, I really don't know why, but to me, it's an easy decision because, like you said, they have an underrated offense and a dominant defense. He, when I say six and two, it was they were six and two when he got hurt against the Steelers. He got his mm-hmm. shoulder hurt, but they were rolling. What, what, what gives? What are your uh, thoughts uh, on Cam uh, Watson? I, I would, you know, I think when you look at Cam Newton, Mike, and you look at the situation, whatever happened, if you remember in Carolina, Kyle Allen took over for Cam Newton, and everybody thought, oh God, Kyle Allen, he's going to be the next great one. I don't know if if there was a disagreement along the way with Cam Newton and Ron Rivera because this is the second time that Coach Rivera has said that he is not at this moment in time all that interested in bringing Cam Newton in the situation. Plus, when you look at the protocols and, and the vaccination, all those sort of things, does that play a major role in his decision-making and bringing in Cam? Yeah, Key, without question, starting with your last point first. If the four of us were running a football team 
and player and we had to sign a player. Player A was available and healthy, and player Bill B was comparable, but he had a torn meniscus. We think he's going to be healthy. We would all say, let's go with player A, and that's why the unvaccinated free agents are going to lose the benefit of the doubt. Just let's take one simple scenario, which is going to happen quite a bit. If you're a close contact with a player or just in society and you're a player on a team, if you're vaccinated, you can keep going. If you're not vaccinated, it's five days that you can't be in the facility. So just with that one simple scenario, which we know is going to happen quite a bit over the next coming months, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to lose the benefit of the doubt. So if I was representing Cam Newton, for whatever the reasons he doesn't want to get vaccinated, I would have a long talk about that. Beyond that, I would say, hey, Cam, call up Coach Rivera. You guys have done a lot of great things together. Because if I'm Washington and we flip this discussion on the other side, guys, there's nobody within, I don't know, miles of Cam's ability that's on the streets and available. And again, you have a window to win the division right now. I would, if I'm Washington, I would take a long, hard look at Cam Newton and work out these other issues. Mike, when you watch this interview with his dad, you know, he said there's a lot that comes with the aura of Cam Newton. So if you're in the front office for the Washington football team, being in D.C., being what Washington, D.C. is, from an aura perspective, how do you limit those distractions that Cam just naturally brings to the table? Yeah, guys, it's all context, time and place, right? I would sit down with Cam and say, hey, let's sit shoulder to shoulder here. This is a great opportunity for you to help us in a meaningful way. Whatever happened in New England happened. You had one year where it was a little inconsistent. Mac Jones beat you out. But now it's 2021. It's September. We have a good football team. You could impact our program. You could help Taylor Heike learn the offense. You could be a great mentor to him. And when your number is called, we expect you to go in and play great. And we've seen just over the last 48 hours, guys, right, Trey Lance go in, Marcus Mariota go in, Jacoby Brissett go in. So, Cam Newton can impact the game, maybe not 60 snaps a game, but maybe 5 or 10. And by the way, guys, it may be the 5 or 10 most meaningful snaps of the game. So the conversation I would have with Cam is you're not the league MVP, you're not the Super Bowl quarterback, but you could be a meaningful contributor in a very appropriate role that you and us as an organization are comfortable with. Yeah, and by the way, the stats we just showed you comparing Fitzpatrick and Cam's numbers last year. Cam was coming off a catastrophic injury, new team, no system, had Thank missed you, a Max. year, no talent Thank on you. the team, got COVID. <laughs> you know, like that is not a representative of the kind of work he does. Um, let's play a little game called Back in the Front Office with Mike Tannenbaum, who, of course, was a GM for years. Mike, um, you're Mickey Loomis. Is it too early to extend Jameis Winston? No, not at all. We talked about this. I have Jameis Winston as the comeback player of the year. Mm. It's only going to get more expensive. And we got to give Jameis a ton of credit. 27 years old. He's been a five-year star of the NFL, 70 starts. And he humbles himself a year ago, learns from Drew Brees, Sean Payton, and that investment's paying off. And that's a good Green Bay Packer defense. So if I'm Mickey Loomis, I'm going to get the deal done now because it's only going to get more expensive. And good for you, Jameis Winston. You're re, uh, sort of reinventing yourself. The next part of your career could be a lot better than the first half of your career. So I absolutely would get that deal done ASAP. And here's what I would do, Mike, on both sides of the equation. One, you've been an agent before. Two, I'm the general manager of the New Orleans Saints. I don't want to have any disruption whatsoever with my quarterback. Continue to let him play the season. We'll deal with this at the end of the season. We're on to some good things. Let's not put more worrisome things on his plate. I wouldn't even approach it at an extension right now. We, let's just let's just sit tight. Let's just keep playing. We'll deal with it. If it gets more expensive, so be it. 
Okay, Mike, you're Ryan Pace. Wait, 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 okay, wait, wait. Can I, 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 and my response is key. I appreciate that. Let's remember this conversation because it's going to be a lot more expensive when we get together at the Combine. But no problem. We'll wait. Mm. All right, you're Ryan Pace. When are you telling Matt Nagy that he has to play Justin Fields or he's gone? Jay, well, I'm having that conversation about two minutes after we turn in the card in April. Justin Fields is the better football player, and it's a mindset. And I'm disappointed in Matt Nagy because our own ESPN's Rex Ryan in 2009, we drafted Mark Sanchez. Day one, practice one, Mark Sanchez was out there. And by the way, we went on the road opening day, beat a really good Houston Texan team, started the year 3-0, went to the championship game with Mark as a rookie. Justin Fields has immense talent. The best player should play. It's so clear he's the better player. And ultimately, Jay Will, Key, you know this, the checks and balances of your locker room, the players are going to look at Matt Nagy. They're going to look at Ryan Pace and say, what are we doing? The best player should be playing. That's Justin Fields. Mike Tannenbaum playing back in the front office with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Your John Robinson, Mike, is Mike Vrabel on the hot seat. Oh, I don't think so. I think they built a really good program. I thought what Mike Vrabel did yesterday was really rare and refreshing. He called out a great player in Julio Jones. When you do that, you're saying, here's the standard, and if you don't meet it, you're not going to play or won't be here. To me, that comment was very reminiscent of Bill Belichick, maybe stylistically a little bit different. But Coach Belichick, you know, the standard is the standard. And I don't think one loss should put Mike Vrabel in the hot seat. I think they've had a good program, and they got whooped up front. Let's make no mistake about it. That Arizona front seven dominated that game. Mike, you're Nick Casario, general manager of the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson's off the team. We are going to move on. And now we're going to acquire Tua Tungavalea from the Miami Dolphins. But we got Tyrod Taylor. Who are we better off with moving forward in the future? Right now, it's Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's great key, but he is a good NFL starting quarterback. They can run the ball. They have a couple of good backs, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsley. So I'm not so sure two is an upgrade over Tyrod Taylor. So if we made the decision organizationally, we got to move on from Deshaun Watson. Let's just take our time. No, we have Tyrod Taylor, and let's see what the future holds after the season. You know, you, you answered that, Mike. It's so crazy because just 24 months ago, prior to Tua's injury, he was a can't-miss Hall of Fame, da-da-da-da-da. We never, ever said that about Tyrod Taylor. That's just so wild that how, I, how it switches, right? He, I never said that about no, Tua. No, not I you. Just, no, not yeah. you, just the narrative out there oh, about yeah. well, Key, Tua, you have to stop buying Tua. into brands. You know, you have to just, stop buying into brands, Key. Tank for Tua, tank for Tua. No one's ever said tank for Tyrod. And then you yeah, say it, he's the better quarterback. Yeah, you know, Key, it's a fair point, but that's one of the problems. Like, when you're with a team, there's a herd mentality. And we actually did a study on this. Like, the SEC, obviously, every year is going to lead the draft in terms of the number of prospects, but it's disproportionate. There's a lot of great players on the West Coast. Some of them turn out to be really good receivers. Story for another day. Um, But in all seriousness, I always said that if Justin Herbert had played the SEC, he would have been the number one pick in the draft. And I was guilty as charged that you sort of have like this preconceived notion that it starts in the SEC. And I think Tua benefited from that. And Justin Herbert was hurt in terms of the pre-draft process. But that's what's great about the NFL. It's the ultimate meritocracy. Mm. Mike, let's talk about the second pick in the draft and Zach Wilson. If you're Joe Douglas, are you worried about the O-line allowing Zach Wilson to be ruined? Jay, well, absolutely. And Joe Douglas has tried now for a couple of years with, you know, not noteworthy guys, but George Fant, 
Van Roten. Obviously, they took Makai Becton. They traded up for Vera Tucker. But, you know, USC draft choices, you just never know what you're going to get there. So, I think two jobs in a row, Mike. Hey, Mike, we got a lot of issues going on right now in the USC. Stop taking jabs. You know, we're trying to find but, a damn coach. But, but in all seriousness, um, I would be. Now, Zach Wilson has great athleticism, Max, but if you can't protect him, nothing is more important for the Jets than the next 10 years to make sure Zach Wilson is productive. So I would try to balance the play calling a little bit, get him outside the pocket, but we can't have that happen over the next 16 games because he'll never last. He's not that big, and nobody could take that sort of pounding, so that would be a concern. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save in as little as three minutes at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. We're going to take some calls with Mike Tannenbaum right now. Sean in Florida, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, and right now, Mike. Hey, guys, first-time caller. Appreciate you guys. Um, I was curious as to um, would – Mike, this question's for you. Would you be willing to trade for Jimmy G? And if you would, what would you be willing to give up as far as draft capital? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I really like Jimmy G. He is a really good quarterback, obviously, when he's healthy. I think it's not if he's going to be traded, but when. You know, it could be after the season. Trey Lance is their future. And Jimmy G played really well. We're watching him against Detroit. I thought he played really well the other day. So if I'm San Francisco, I'm not in a rush to move on from Jimmy G because we could win this year with him. So it would have to be multiple first-round picks. Um, So I don't think he'll be traded during the season, but you never know. Jimmy G and one more playmaker, and you could win a Super Bowl in Washington. I got you. Thanks, guys. Multiple first-round picks. Jeez. Uh, You're putting him up there with Deshaun or or some of the quarterbacks, Jared Goff, some of those guys that – uh, uh, you know, uh, I put him ahead of Matthew, Jared Goff, Ma- wouldn't Ma- you? I mean, Matthew Stafford. Oh, you're yeah. putting him up there with those guys, Mike. Jimmy G's a good winning quarterback. I'm just saying that if I'm San Francisco, I wouldn't give him away for anything less than that key right now because I could go win this year and then we could go reevaluate in the offseason. So you've kind of made that decision when you gave up all that you did to go get Trey Lance. You've made the decision you're going to move on from him. So I would try to do it from a position of strength after the season, and I just wouldn't give him away. I think he's a really good player. Yeah, he is. I like him. I mean, like, look, he misses Emmanuel Sanders. It's like 50-50. Maybe next time he hits him, you win the Super Bowl. They're, they're loaded. Jack in Vegas, you're on with Keyshawn, Jay, Will, Max, and Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, what about Jalen Hurts? This is the Cinderella story of all time. This guy is a great competitor, a great teammate. I mean, he should be getting accolades left and right. And the one last thing. Don't get so carried away with the Rams. They had a couple of busted plays for touchdowns, and Chicago sort of moved up and down the field. I bet the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I took a big price. I wasn't that thrilled with that game, if you really analyze it. But I li- I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Well, by the way, I think those are two good points he hold makes. On, hold on, but wait. If you're saying don't hype up the Rams, and how are you hyping up Jalen Hurts? I mean, it was against the Falcons, and the Falcons are, have been atrocious. Even though it's on the road, I give him credit. It's a big-time win, but it kind of made his point against himself, though. Mm, Jalen Hurts, Mike, to me, I mean, he's protect- He's not turning the ball over. He's picking up a lot of yards with his arm, with his legs, and he's winning. The team is playing with him. I, I agree on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and we just talked about Zach Wilson and all the issues they have. I think it's the reverse of Jalen Hurts. Look at Philadelphia. Jordan Mulata, left tackle, and Lane Johnson at right tackle. 
Those guys play great guys and give a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts. He got better. His completion percentage is only 52% a year ago. He played really well, got the ball to Devontae Smith amongst others. And that's a great example of when you can protect an NFL passer, he can complete the ball. And kudos to him, Nick Sirianni, and that staff. But that was one of the big surprises. Hopefully he could keep it going. But he did a heck of a job on the road. Even though that wasn't a great defense, it's still a road win in the NFL. Mike, I hear you on that. But don't you think we need a bigger sample size from Jalen Hurts? I mean, I'm all about sometimes, you know, first game of the season, come out here with crazy expectations. But still, like, I still want to see how he handles adversity. And it's a long season. Yeah, absolutely. But the point is, like, it's a road win on opening day. And I'm just saying, if I'm Philadelphia, that's exceeding expectations. With that offensive line, Jason Kelsey at center, those two good tackles, they should be able to protect him. And you're right, maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit. But if I'm Philly, I'm encouraged. you got to be proud of yourself if you're Philly. You identify Hurts in the draft. You draft him with his number with a second round pick instead of moving up to get a receiver, so p- packaging it to trade. You, you, I mean, you get him help w- with your draft pick this year. Like every step of the way, you've shown this ain't about Carson Wentz. This is actually about Jalen Hurts, and he's paying it off right now. The great Mike Tannenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, always love it when you jump on. That was for my old radio show, and, and now this one too. Mike Tannenbaum. I've never, seen, I've never seen Mike Tannenbaum be so quick to spend other people's money like New Orleans. Because when he was our general manager, he was like, he didn't hey, want to spend nothing. Want to spend nothing. Nah. <laughs> he was holding on to it like it was his. What, did you yes. have a bonus back then, Mike? If you saved the team money, you got some percentage of it. What was the story? It all went to Coach Parcells. I was just happy to be there. Right. Yes. Yeah, your boy, Bill Parcells. That was the problem, Keith. Thanks, Mike. The bigger riser in the uh, MVP conversation, the biggest riser in the MVP conversation after week one. Plus, you tell us who's the NFL MVP after week one. That's after Jay has this from DraftKings. It was so good to see teams back on the gridiron, wasn't it? Lucky for us, that was just week one. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you right in the center of the action for week two. New customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit by signing up using code KJM. So get in on all the action right now. Look, it's simple. Just pick up your pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel, that's right, feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KJM. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code K for Keyshawn, J for J Will, M for Max to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code KJM, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Chandler Jones has been a problem for a lot of years. Yeah, he was unblockable. It's great to have uh, see Chan do what he did. Like, I can't, you know, that that, that it's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. He goes out there and does what he does, man. He deserves it all for sure. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, Presented uh, by Progressive Insurance. Kyler Murray entered week one with the 10th lowest odds at Caesar Sportsbook. He was uh, plus 2,500 entering the season. But after five touchdowns and a win over the Titans, he's now tied for the second lowest odds at plus 1,000 with Tom Brady. Mahomes is still the favorite at plus 450. So... There's that reaction to Murray's performance in Vegas. Just across this room, Dan Orlovsky Uh had this reaction to the Cardinals win. (laughs) I walk away from that game going, man, Arizona doesn't look like a playoff team. They look like a team that can win a Super Bowl. They look like a championship team because if if we look at the teams and go... Who or what do you need to be a, a Super Bowl winning football team? You better have a quarterback that's special. Well, year three for Kyler Murray looks like the start of year three for Josh Allen right. last year. Okay. Special. You got to have a de- defense that could be opportunistic. They don't got to sure. be dominant, but they opportunistic. Can get to the quarterback. Chandler sure, Jones can get looks to the quarterback. dominant and opportunistic. You got to have pieces, right? Okay. DeAndre Hopkins balled out. Christian Kirk gets the ball out. Now you got these tailbacks that can make some plays. So you got the pieces around a quarterback that looks special, a coach that's starting to maybe get it when it comes to, like, the scheme of an offense, and a defense that can get after it. Key, your reaction? <laughs> I, I don't know that they are getting win the Super Bowl. I mean, come on, man. It's just what, – what's today, Tuesday? So what is this, overreaction Tuesday? Maybe, a little bit. I mean, like, they, they got a good win against a team – in Tennessee that doesn't have a defense, and they hit on all cylinders. Arizona looks better than they did a year ago. But to stretch and say that they look like a team that can win the Super Bowl, that's a bit much. Jay? It's week one. I mean, I love to follow Vegas when these type of things happen. Happen Like entering the weekend, Kyler Murray was plus 2,500 to you know, win MVP. And now after throwing four TDs and now another one with his legs, he's plus 900, nine-to-one odds. Nine to one odds, like that—that's that's a massive jump. The only player with better odds is plus five fifty. When you think about Patrick Mahomes, like that's it. Like so, you, the, so you think Kyler Murray? I'm, is I'm, I'm not saying because I was about to get there. Look, you have to win your division and you have to go far. In my opinion, I don't know if they can sustain it, but man, key, it, it's grabbed the attention of a lot of people because of how they play. And the weapons they did add, I mean, even adding Ronnie Hudson to their offensive line helped tremendously. A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, they have the weapons you know what I think is to skewed? do something like this now. What I think is skewing people, like Key, I think even you're, I think you're underestimating them by a little because last year it was a tale of two seasons. Kyler Murray, healthy, was one thing. Then he hurt his shoulder, so they stopped running him to protect him. 
that took away a big part of his game. And also, he couldn't throw it the same way. If he's, I know this is a big if. If Kyler stays healthy. Is that a capital I and an F? It, or just it, both, I? both. Everything's capitalized, bold, italicized, underlined. If Kyler stays healthy, they're live in the toughest division in football. And any team that comes out of the division is live to make a run. So how did he get hurt? Well, I'm saying he's a. He's no, I'm a, asking you a question. How he, did he get hurt? I, I don't even remember the injury. Running around. Yeah. Oh, oh around. Do, do you remember the play? Is in Seattle. Do you think that he could continue to run around 17, 16 more weeks? No, I mean I know he's out of the, the pocket. Do the same things. So once he got hit and derailed, they got derailed. No, I'm saying I'm not saying he can't do that. I'm saying yes, the odds are higher that a dude like that gets hurt, especially he's not a big guy. But we've seen Russell Wilson play in a style where he's holding the ball, taking but chances. Style, but that style is not the same. But Max, he's not out of the pocket is, as much. But it, the we also saw is, Lamar Jackson. I know the size and the frame are different, but Lamar Jackson won the MVP playing that style. Yeah, yeah, but both of them dudes is bigger than than I understand. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler's Kyler a little guy. Kyler's a little guy, but he is. If I know, that's why I'm saying it's a huge if. How little key? All right, we got to get out of here. I'm saying if he can stay healthy. Don't point to me. Nah, he's a little bit taller than Kyler Murray's jump in the MVP (laughs) rankings is the overnight delivery brought to you by USPS. Business is changing, and USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com/slash new routes. The United States Postal Service priority you. Huge week. One for the San Francisco 49ers and their Pro Bowl tight end, George Kittle, joins us next after Jay has this from Straight Talk Wireless. Man, they got this man at 5'10". Don't you ever insult me like that, Key. Kyle That's what Air Force One's on. Please. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on, the, on all the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month and with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. We don't get our first stop till the third quarter. They scored on every possession after that. You find out a lot about who you are. You know, there's going to be a lot of games this year that are going our way and games that aren't going our way. Um, This one certainly was not. We can't put ourselves in that position. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max joined by 
one of the very best in the business, the great George Kittle, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. 49ers get the week one win over the Lions. You heard it there on KNBR. And we are joined now by all-pro tight end for the Niners, George Kittle. Good morning, George. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, guys. How are we doing today? What up, Georgie? What up, G? All right, George. Uh, you guys were up 41-17 to on the Lions before Detroit made a comeback late in the game to make it closer than it ought to have been. What would you take away from the week one performance? Um, you know, I'm definitely happy with the way the team uh, came out and attacked. Uh, I thought we, uh, you know, we stumbled a little bit, you know, fumbled in the first place tough, but we bounced back. No one got scared. You know, no one, uh, no one got tight. And we just kind of played football after that, ran the ball at a high level. Uh, you know, Jimmy passed the ball at a high level. and We just started playing our game. And end of the game, it definitely took our foot off the gas. And, uh, that's what happens in the NFL. There's not really any bad teams. Everybody in the NFL can play football. That's why they're there. And um, made it very interesting and definitely uh, taught us a lesson. George, I know you you wasn't surprised with the quarterback rotation because obviously in training camp, game plan week, all the different things, you had a chance to kind of see it. But you didn't see it until live action in the game against Detroit. What did you make of the rotation between the two quarterbacks? Uh, it's just something different, uh, you know. I'm a big fan of both Jimmy and Trey, and they both bring a lot of things to the table. So, um, I think Jimmy was rolling, and Trey came in, and uh, I think just defenses have to do a lot of different things when you do that transition because they're both very different quarterbacks. So, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I had fun out there, and uh, I mean, I, I don't know what Trey got like three or four plays, but uh, uh, it was it was different. And uh, you know, I'm just going to react to whatever Coach Shanahan puts out there. Captain Falcon, why'd you have to stiff arm Tracy Walker to third like that, man? Why'd you have to do it like that, George? <laughs> I got to get my yak, man. <laughs> man, it was it's all about the yak. Hey, I, so with having a guy like Trey Lance progress from the preseason until now, what what have you seen a, about his progression overall that makes you think that he could be a quarterback, a great quarterback in the future? Oh, I mean, just his uh, his commitment to getting better every single day. I mean, he doesn't make the same mistakes twice. Um, you know, he's definitely a rookie, and you know, you see some of those things. But um, he progresses, and uh, that's that's what you want to see. You just want to see guys taking steps in the right direction, because uh, that leads to great results. And uh, Trey's definitely been doing that since OTAs. He's taking a lot of steps, and he's definitely got plenty left to learn. But he's got uh, all the intangibles to be a very good player in the NFL. George, you guys look. You have a great quarterback situation. You got an underrated quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl, came one pass away from winning it. You got a guy with great upside um, learning. But when you look around the NFC West, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, they all look like MVPs week one, and they can all perform at a very high level. What is your thought about playing in what looks like to me and many the toughest division in football? I mean, I've been saying that for a minute there, Max. Uh, NFC West, man, we got a lot of people out there, you know, from, you know, Cardinals got Kyler Murray, they got DeAndre Hopkins, they got Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, Rams have Aaron Donald. I mean, that's that's pretty good in, in, by itself. Um, and the Seahawks are always just bringing it with Russell Wilson. So, I mean, like, you got guys, you know, everywhere. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, they got to go against our defense and Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and Fred Warner. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of guys in there that can make a lot of plays, and I think our offense is going to continue to keep rolling. And um, the one thing that we do better than I think anyone else in our division is run the damn ball, and that's what we're going to continue to do and, uh, you know, be violent and be physical every single week. Hey, George, so the six-round pick, uh, Elijah Mitchell, stepped up, much like Mostert did a couple years ago, 
Uh, Elijah had 104 yards and a tug uh, after the injury. What did you make of his rookie performance? Because you've been a rookie once before, and you know how tough it is for rookies to get acclimated to the speed of the game. I mean, very impressed. It is, it is, the speed is way different, and especially as a running back in, in our offense when you're just told to run in a straight line as fast as you possibly can and just trust that there's going to be a hole there. I mean, that, that's, that definitely takes a lot, of, uh, a lot of courage, I think. And I think Elijah stepped in. He did a great job. He ran hard. There's a lot of runs that you'll see on tape that should have been like two-yard runs and ended up being like uh, eight- to 12-yard runs. And, you know, when you have a running back that can take a short run and fall forward for four or five yards, you're doing something right. And so uh, we're just continuing to try to block and uh, open up big holes for him and whoever else is toting the ball. All right, obligatory you or Travis Kelsey uh, question. <laughs> Who's the best tight end in football right now, George? Oh, I mean, there's great tight ends all over the league, Max. All over the league. You watched last night, Darren Waller looked oh, – excuse my language. Darren Waller looked <laughs> – We're good. on a delay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, good thing. Uh, Darren Waller looked great. and uh, Kelsey had two touchdowns. I know this past Sunday, tight ends were scoring touchdowns all over the league. It was basically t- national tight end day. So, you know, you can take your pick. Uh Whoever the best tight end in the league is, I just know we're all out there playing our best ball. And you, and you run tight end you, right? T-E-U, right? I mean, okay, okay, okay. No, you did it. No, I was going to ask him. I was going to ask him to go. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You tight, tight end university. I mean, what's that been like? Tight end you? I mean, it was a fantastic experience. You, know, you get 50 uh, NFL tight ends on, under the same roof, learning, watching film together, um, hearing why guys do the things that they do. Like, why does Travis Kelsey run his route this certain way? And, why does Greg Olson, how did he get open on all those 10-yard out routes his entire career? And I just listen to guys break down the tape and uh, you know, break down their thinking process. Definitely I shed a lot of light on you. Because you'll be sitting there watching film on Travis Kelsey or Greg Olson or Darren Waller or me in the run game. And you're just like, huh, why did he do that? And then being able to hear an explanation about it uh, was awesome. And just uh, now you have an idea of what they're thinking when they're out there playing ball. George, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We're having a little uh, issue with the static on the line, so we're going to let you go. But uh, really talent, appreciate you jumping sure. on, brother. Always a pleasure to talk to you. All right, I appreciate you, fellas. Have a good one. All right, you too, Great George. George Kittle. As soon as I asked him about TEU, the static came. That what wasn't was talent, man. <laughs> what, what? Production. It's called the phone line. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, the tight end position, like we couldn't get into it with him, but it has these guys are targeted so Rank much. Them, Offense. Rank them. If you had to say top three tight ends, obviously Kelsey – Kittle. Kyle Brady. <laughs> I'll say, you know what? I'll Waller, t- let me tell you why. Me take it, it's tough because Kelsey has special receiving skills, you know? They all o- do, though. Overall, yeah, so overall Waller, so no doubt. I'm, I'm comparing who I consider the top two, okay? Yeah. Um, Kittle, when you factor in the blocking, everything might be my pick. You, What about you, Key? I, would, I, I, I like Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Kittle too. I like his toughness, but I like Kelsey because, much like you said, he has a little bit of receiver skills. But he'll be an inline blocker for what I need him to yeah. do. Um, but I think they're all they're all good. Yeah, you know Waller, all of them are good. And with the money on the line, maybe still Gronk. <laughs> that dude's yeah, I mean, you're not wrong on that, man. <laughs> yeah, with the money on the line, it might. Still I don't see. Be him. To be honest with you, maybe I'm blind, but I don't see a difference in Gronk really. Yeah, to right. Be honest it's with wild, you, man. you don't think he's a step slower than he was. Well, okay, so a step slower. But that's not really his game. But his game is physicality. He, he, he wasn't getting ready to run away from somebody and go 90 anyway. Yeah. Yeah, He and he became – he started – like when it started slowing down at the end in New England, he, well, he started blocking up, with though. a vengeance yeah. too. But he you got know? banged up and got hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, and with the with the money on the line, he's my all time tight end. I got it. He's the guy I would take. But Kittle is doing stuff, and and Kelsey are doing stuff now. And you mentioned Waller. See, when there you guys start now. talking about all time now. That's something different too. What for all time tight end? It's different, man. Because I mean, it's people like Kelly Winslow that you know Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez, oh, yeah, some dudes. You know, even though being coached didn't have the numbers, you got being coached that was in. I mean, it just tied in was a position. All time? Well, you know, there's a guy named Mike Dicker that was pretty damn good, too. But when you play alongside Tom Brady, it definitely elevates the conversation. Oh, no. I mean, it's so, it's, of so, all time, right? it's so interdependent, right? And also the kind of scheme you're playing in and all that stuff. Oh, of for course. Tight end. All of course. that. I mean, of course. All right. Um, Kittle just uh, mentioned, by the way, um, Darren Waller. And we got to uh, get back to that performance. And something John Gruden said about this coming up in a little bit. Or, or, well, we still have a little bit, as a matter of fact. Stretch it. All right. In that case, let's do that right now. Here is John Gruden. You may have heard of him, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, on Darren Waller's 19 targets. Uh, we threw it 60 times, probably, you know. And if you threw it 60 times, you know, you'd probably target him 29 times. So we, I thought he mishandled a ball or two uncharacteristically he had a penalty call back a big catch and run uh he's the best player i've ever coached so i'm mm. going to continue to look for him best mm. player he's ever coached you think about that key i mean that's nothing to think about that's what he believes i mean wasn't he the head coach of Derek brooks and warren sapp and Simeon that, Rice. That's why we're asking. Rich we're Gannon asking. and Jerry Rice. That's why we're asking. He's coaching. It's post-game. You know, he's just pumping his dude up right yeah, now. Yeah, that's fine. A prisoner of the moment or doing it on purpose to pump his dude up or believes it? I think it's just a prisoner of the moment. So he believes it in that moment. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, come I mean, on, man. You know, you know what Bob Gibson, the great St. Louis Cardinals ace in the 60s, used to say? He was asked about what's the best catch you ever saw. He said the best catch is like it's like talking about pretty ladies. The last one that walked by is the best one you ever saw. So it's like prisoner maybe, of the moment. Or maybe he meant the best tied in, yeah. but he forgot to use tied in. Yeah. yeah that I he's that coached, that's fair. Maybe, you know, maybe that's what he meant. But when he said best player, he probably meant best tied in. I, mean, they, he wasn't really, I don't think he was really thinking. They definitely targeted him like he was their best player. I want to get back to this because I want to get back to this. We have about, I don't know, 45 seconds I don't think John Gruden ever threw me 20 balls. Evan, during the break, find out. So what does this say then? Okay, I got you on that key because there's a stat I saw that said no one throws to his number one target more in NFL history than John Gruden. Is that smart, Key? Exploit the best thing you got or you like to spread it if around a little if more? that's all you got. But I don't think I ever got 20 targets with Gruden. Mm. I don't think. I yeah, mean, him, yeah, if I did get 20, I you probably had to play had about, tight end. No, I mean, just as, as a general, if I got 20 targets, I probably had about 16 catches. Mm-hmm. Look it up, Evan. I want you to see, man. Do something. Well, we have a lot more. Uh, we have a lot more to get to here on Keyshawn, <laughs> J. Will, and Max, including well. that great game <laughs> last night. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. I'm coming right back. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.